Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Homecoming Season 1, Episode 7. It is called Test. So, full spoilers for the episode as always. Only 24 minutes this episode. This, this flew in. <laughs> it did, didn't it? But, so, two things I want to mention just on the music front, to begin with. Mm-hmm. The scene with Walter in the middle, which was talking to him, and he wasn't, he was, he was forgetting things, right? I yes. was like, that, that sounds really familiar, right? It sounded very Hitchcockian. I was like, I can see this being in one of Hitchcock's movies. It might not be, but since we know it's all source music, it has to be from something. Yes. Um, but the one that I did recognize immediately, where I, I sat forward and went, I think this is this, and then it played for like another couple of seconds. I went, yes, and then the main theme came in, um, and that was the thing. Um. Mm. As Carrasco's leaving the house, Heidi's house. Yes. That's the thing that's playing, the main theme. Um, so I was like, okay, all right, all right. Now I know it's all source music, I'm kind of I'm like, okay, get this. You're listening to it. Did you check out what the, the one in the middle was? I did was? not, I did not. Kind of one of the things I said last episode or two is that the, the, we're getting more and more of the percentage of the episode is spending time in the, in the, the future. Uh, and mm. I definitely felt this here. It felt like it was like 60% that, 40% present. And yeah. maybe that'll keep shifting. Maybe it's just back and forth, depending on what's happening. Who knows? But Carrasco is closing in. He is. He, see, he sees Walter's mother, who he's se- seemingly spoken to before. She doesn't seem like you know shocked by who he is or what he's there for. No. And then she, she. I mean, she's basically telling him to get lost. And at first, I was like, why is she telling him to get lost? I mean, surely she'd she'd want him to look into this. And I wonder if it's because it took four years for anyone to look into it at this point. It's just stay away. I don't want to even talk about it you know leave it alone um i i don't know about that oh go on well i think uh what he she specifically says oh i don't want you to talk to to walter right she doesn't want him to to talk to him and i wonder if it's because he doesn't remember very much and she doesn't want it triggering anything Uh, doesn't want him being confused regardless though she changes her tune when he says that he believes something happened to Waller, that so, they, they did something to him specifically. That was the exact mm-hmm. phrase. Um, and it's very, I mean, it's very obvious and symbolic, but he's fallen over by this point. He's, he's walked into some bikes on a bike rack and he, he actually finishes this conversation while he's still on the ground, sort of nursing his knee. And at the end of this, after he says this, she puts her hand out and he he takes it. And it's, you know, it's, it's very symbolic, it's very simple. This is them yeah. joining forces, but you know, uh, she's helping him up. She's going to help him. It's really simple stuff, but it's effective. It works. Um, and he does, has a little speech about how he knows he's just a cog in the machine and how normally all he does is either, you know, elevate the claim so that someone else higher up will look into it or say that, no, it's, that's it. Done. Yeah. Uh, you can ignore it. Uh, but he's taking an interest in this. He believes something went, went on. And he 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 goes by Heidi's house. He's, <laughs> Heidi's mum lets him in and is all friendly with him, thinking that he's going to offer her a job or something. Heidi's not happy. They sit down, and he pulls out some SD cards and a, a little player, um, and he, he starts playing audio files, and it's the recordings, it's the interviews, and the first one we hear is the, the first interview that we had back yeah. at the, the, back in the first episode. And she's like yeah that sounds like me but i mean i don't remember and he doesn't believe that she doesn't remember you know he starts grilling her. oh he is really pressing her and she's looking panicked because that yeah. she doesn't remember it by this point yeah his, his tension's really heating up is that heidi's mom actually hearing this intervenes and kind of makes up an excuse for him to leave 
Yeah, we got that appointment and then says that he's calling her a liar. <laughs> yeah, because he questions that she was supposed to be at work there for... Why, why would this be set up for now? Yeah. He's got a point, but... He does, but you just... You, you don't question them. No. Um, so he has to leave, and this is when the thing music kicks in, and I was like really into it. And obviously Colin's watching this. He's in the car. He's keeping an eye on this. Uh, he's, he's just swearing constantly at himself. Uh, well, I say himself. He's swearing in the mirror at him at at Carrasco, mm. which interestingly does lead us to believe that he was just completely acting last episode because we were questioning that because he was doing such a good job. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Everything in this one feels like, no, no, he's just the Colin we thought he was and that's okay, right? We can just, yeah. we can go on with go, our lives. Go back to normal. But what's interesting is Carrasco, we see him in the car afterwards eating his lunch and he's listening to more of the more of the tapes and it's clear that I think he hadn't listened to them all yet, presumably because there was a lot of them. Maybe he's been working through them. And he gets to the one that we heard in this very episode. We get to that interview, uh, which is the main focal point of the, the present day stuff. It's Heidi asking what or how he's doing and then starts asking him about about the, the you know, his his comrades and he can't talk about them. He, he knows their names and he's like, oh yeah, they died, but I don't really feel anything. And I'm like, okay. It's like he's forgetting things. Yeah, at first he's like, how, how did you feel? And he's like, I don't really feel anything. And that's clearly the point of, of what yeah. it's supposed to do. And then he can't even like describe the day that any of them died. He can't. And then, of course, she brings up Titanic Rising. That's what sets it off because she she finishes. You know, it's like okay, he doesn't remember. He doesn't remember to feel bad about it. Good. She makes a joke. It's like oh, you know, get going on Titanic. What does she do? What was the third one called? Titanic Reborn. Reborn. And he's just like, what? The end of the trilogy. Yes. Yeah. Um. And she has to. And she really gets upset and agitated that she's trying to like make him remember. She's like, you know, remember Titanic? You was this was this was the other two guys. He's like, oh yeah, I made that up. No, you didn't make it up. It was the other guy who made it up. And you, you, like, she's really getting agitated about it. Uh, to the point where she calls Colin, uh, and as Colin puts it in, in hysterics, um, demanding that they do something about this, that, that the regular memories are also going, um, and I mean, honestly, I'm kind of at the point here with Colin where when he says that it's not intentional necessarily that it's taken away all these other memories, the collateral memories, but it was almost expected. It was yeah, it's almost like it wasn't necessarily intentional, but or it was either expected or he knew for sure it would and didn't care or he didn't know for sure it would but didn't care anyway like you know like yeah just... I, I think probably the same way he didn't know for sure but like he says you know it's it's you know broad strokes here we're not yeah. you know picking out exact things uh, it'll have to it's close enough right yeah and then the malicious thing finally drops when he says oh they'll be ready for de- deployment in no time and she's like wait what we're sending them back and it's all about reusing the same soldiers without any of the PTSD of whatever their experiences were. It, it comes back to that uh, that conversation. I want to say episode uh, three or four mm. about how much each soldier's worth, how much they invested each one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's um, like, well, you don't want to throw that investment away if you don't have to. Yeah, you want to reuse them, make them renewable. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, you know, sending them back, he may get killed. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he comes back and they do this again. And they keep reusing him. And to what end? At what point do they say, okay, that's him, he's old enough there. When he's... he is physically incapable of doing the job. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and do they give him a choice even? Like, is, is he just kind of like told that he's, he's going back, that he's, he's got more duty? Or is the assumption that they will want to redeploy because they won't feel this, you know, this I pain think... anymore? I assume the 
the the the latter that they'll want right. to redeploy because they I don't think they can just go right you're you're signing back up that's it right mm. I don't think they can do that but they can kind of manipulate them into some choosing to to, yeah. to volunteer again yeah on the way out the door oh here's a here's a recruitment here <laughs> hey how about you do yeah, this and you could, just like yeah. hey don't forget to sign up for another tour yeah that kind of thing uh very possibly but. It's funny, I think, you know, we were racking our brains as, as to what the real insidious purpose of all this is, right? Why did they want them to forget? And we were kind of thinking of covert things, like they don't want them to know the shady shit they're, they're making them do and things like that. And it turned out to actually be kind of more simple, but in a way almost more nefarious. It's it's far more widespread. Because we yeah. were thinking, oh, covert, you know, okay, yeah. you, you, you wipe a team, right? No, this is going to wipe every soldier. Potentially, yeah, they'll, they'll use it, and they're going to sell it to the DOD. They'll do this to everyone, and everyone gets reused over and over again. No one ever gets to just make the choice to quit because they did, you know, once their tours up, make the choice to just that's me, I'm done because you know what, I I can't go through that again, or I I can't live with the pain of what, what yeah. happened or or whatever. Um, and obviously Heidi's horrified by this, and it wouldn't surprise me if this was the last time she called him, if this was the the the, the time before she st- she started be, dodging yeah. his calls because we're on his, uh, walter's week five now and i don't know what, what week we were on when we first find out about the 15th of may but I, we must be getting close we've got to be getting close yeah i mean if nothing else it's episode seven out of ten so yeah so i mean worst case scenario we've got three episodes yeah right? exactly the finale um and heidi steals the envelope because this is, this is the other thing i actually predicted this before he said it but how how walter's mom got all this material she sent to her it it was yeah. her that gave it almost like before assuming she did this to herself which she may or may not have done yeah i'm not sure anymore either if she, if she did it to herself then she did that she she sent this off because she wanted walter's mom to know what happened to him yeah she uh, felt guilty about what yeah. she'd done or she knew they were going to do it to her and did this quickly to make sure that it, it got out Largely for the same reason. I'm sure guilt is not a part of it, but in that context, it may also be a case of this could also help me remember someday, potentially. Self-preservation as yeah. well, which would line up with Heidi. You know, you know, mm. you know the way all of the things that she has the best intentions, but they get muddied somehow. Yeah. Um, so she calls Colin, obviously not knowing that he's Colin, but she hears the name Colin on the on the tape. She hears it. She hears herself say uh colin to, to when, when she answers the phone mm. so she wants to find colin she's got an address from the envelope and she wants to find colin so she phones colin <laughs> and says i'm going to go to tampa and he wants to he tries to talk her out of it but ultimately suggests that he go with her yeah just to you know should have someone along in case anything happens yeah. and again it's kind of what we're talking about with the 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 you know signing up to the army again the the idea that he didn't outright say I should go with you, he just suggested that you shouldn't go alone, knowing full and well. And then that... she would invite him. Yeah, yeah. So, same, same same kind of technique. It is. So so that's how we end. We end with them it, driving off. To his Tampa. face when he's like, oh, you know, what are you looking for? She goes, oh, I'm, I'm looking for Colin. Hmm. His face there is fantastic. He's just yeah. like, oh shit. <laughs> She's he's like, there better not be any photos of me. <laughs> Think of what that moment's going to be, though, if 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 she does realise it's him. I think you mean when she realises. Sure, okay, when. But I'm I'm thinking of that moment, assuming he's there, right? right as yeah. opposed to her finding the out after horror the horror of her realising. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be good. 
and then him explaining it potentially. I, I liked actually when she called him. It actually was very much like the scenes in the present day stuff where she calls him all the time and he's on his little earpiece. Yeah. You know, it was very reminiscent of that. It was like, oh, she's getting close because now she's actually calling Colin again. That relationship is almost back. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's really... It's a really mm. neat little trick in terms of just a, a dramatic device of, of having her do that again before she's actually gotten there and found out. Yes. Yeah. So really interesting but i think we have to go back to Crosco listen to the tapes in the car we never finished that part because i think when he listens to this tape and he's hearing that walter's forgetting things i think he may actually start to be considered the possibility that heidi doesn't genuinely remember. doesn't remember yeah and that's interesting because then he is like was this the purpose of this place he's starting to put it together yeah um, I was actually worried Colin was going to like walk up beside the car and like shoot him or something like that. I know that I've seen Colin do anything like that specifically, but it was just we're getting really thriller in the way that it feels. Yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of getting I, on edge. I would say the only thing that's frustrating me a little bit in terms of the the thriller esque plot of it mm. is that we're consistently ahead of Carrasco. That's just slightly frustrating to be so far ahead of him and kind of just waiting for him to catch up a little bit. Like there's there's still the the drama in in watching him get those realizations. Don't get me wrong, but from the thriller side of it, it feels a little bit just just lacking that, that he we're always ahead of him. There's no reveal for him that can shock us. I mean. I could see there being one at the end. I could see him finding out something at the end that we don't know, and it'll be, a, could be yeah. it'll be the rug getting pulled out from under us. That that could be a possibility. I think what it does, because I don't necessarily dispute, but I think that obviously this was a choice to do it this way. Yes. And I think what it does is us knowing what there is mostly to find, right? And him not knowing, um, it it gives it this weird sense where. He he, he is the one who's constantly being roadblocked. He's constantly coming up against these walls, and we always know it's on the other side for the most part, or we have done. Yes. For, for, we we for have a done lot. so far. Yeah, yeah. and I th- I think what that does is that it it gives us this us this weird feeling that we are not a part of homecoming, but like because we're on the other side, it's 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 a, it's a different technique. Argue definitely, like because normally mm. the way you play this is you you have the audience in the mystery with the whoever's trying to figure the mystery yes. out, and in this case, we're somewhere in between him and the actual truth. We're not at the truth necessarily yet. No, we're, but we're, every time we learn more, we're we're always you know two steps ahead of him. Yeah, and that that might change for the end. There could be something that you know it's it's it swerves out. I think it gives his frustration an extra tinge, or at least a different tinge from what I'm used to. There's something about him being frustrated when we kind of know some of the answers and he's just not getting the right thing, which is, I think, what made that moment in the car so satisfying when you can see it in his face where he's maybe starting to put this together. Yeah, I get. that's the thing. I get what they're going for. Just every so often mm. when I'm waiting for him to catch up, I'm a little frustrated. Like Not intentionally, but I feel myself going, come on, it's right there. Just just get it so we can carry on and get to the next bit. <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting for it. Which I guess is a is a sign that I'm I'm into the the mystery. I want to, I want more. I want it to to, you know, get through it. So you know, him to catch up so we can learn more stuff. I suppose the, the the counterpoint is that let's say we didn't right. Let's say we were playing this in a different order and we we didn't know stuff with him. 
there's the potential that it could actually get too frustrating that he keeps coming up short. It could, yeah. So maybe us knowing already kind of mitigates that and it gives it we so we feel a little bit frustrated because he's not quite getting it which mirrors his frustration but not enough to actually necessarily annoy us because we're not getting enough meat in terms no, of answers uh, i mean I'm, I'm not saying they should have done it a different way because at that point you, you no, it's, it's, it's at it show. never occurred to me but it's interesting to sit and sort of decide okay why did they choose to do this and what does it do to the story what effect does it have on the storytelling to have us be a little bit ahead of him Almost the whole way. Yeah, it occurred to me in this episode. That it's kind of it's, it's kind of unusual for a, in in a thriller at least. Yeah, it's definitely been more of a a Rubik's cube of a puzzle for us as we see like different timelines, kind of like, and it's become yeah. more clear as more of it's coming to sync with each other. But um, I'm sure there's still a surprise or two left. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, for for the end, um, specifically what what happens on the fifteenth. And how Heidi loses her memory. Was it self-inflicted? Was it forced upon her? And yeah. that's and that's the question I know how to ask. There's probably other things I don't even know what to ask. I, I mean, another yet. one that I want to ask is, does she tell Walter what what she's been doing? I would guess yes. I, I would guess she feels guilty and she'll tell him about the meds. And then the follow-up question is, does he try and get more meds to forget that he was told? Does he choose that? No, I'd rather forget. Um, maybe. <laughs> no. Maybe. I don't know. It just th- th- those are the, the the questions that come to my mind. Because that's the other thing, of course, is uh, one of the things Colin says to Heidi on the phone to get her to not change anything or interfere with what's going on is that no, no. If you take him off the meds in week five. You don't. You you read what happened to Schreier, right? He's he's like tied down in a bed somewhere because his family couldn't handle him. Like, do you want that to happen to Walter? Because if you take him off his meds on week five, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. So it's not a great system, is it? No, and of course, you know, Colin's very manipulative. Uh, obviously, I mean that's obvious by now. But <laughs> like, that's another example of him being manipulative. Yeah. In a more traditional way. Not one that's subtle, but one that's a bit more down it's to It's effective, earth. though, isn't it? As opposed to the, the future stuff where he's pretending to be a, a stranger and sleeping with her, which is a bit more movie thriller extreme, it is, yeah. <laughs> as it were. Um, but yeah, no, good episode, though. Mm, definitely. I'm into it. All right, so we'll be back with episode eight uh, tomorrow or the day after, so look forward to that. Let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. And if you do happen to catch where the music's from, from any of the episodes do let us know in the, the comments don't let us know about future episodes but uh any past episode music that we didn't point out feel free to tell us uh but uh, guys on patreon.com slash tv if you want to support the channel and the show and everything we do here uh you can also um get us on the twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates but otherwise that is us. so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys have you got any vanilla